Welcome to the Perfume Making Podcast with me, Karen Gilbert. And in today's episode, I'm diving into a critical aspect for anyone embarking on their perfumery journey, and that is balancing the theoretical knowledge with practical skills. Now, this topic comes up a lot in my Artisan Perfumery Mastermind group, so I wanted to share some thoughts with you here today, too. Perfume making is an art that blends creativity with scientific precision. And grasping this combination really is essential for anyone who is stepping into the fragrance world. And in this episode, I'm going to dissect the aspects of theory and hands-on practice in making perfume. So we're going to explore why there's often no single right answer in perfume making and how mastering the art involves not just learning the rules, but also understanding when and where to adjust them. And it's really important to remember that perfumery is a path of ongoing education, practical experimentation and evolving your own style. So whether you are an enthusiastic hobbyist or you want to learn how to create fragrances to launch a brand, grasping this interaction between the theoretical learning and practical application is going to be crucial for developing your expertise. So let's dive in to what it takes to become a proficient perfume maker. So in the first part of this episode, I want to address a question that frequently emerges, especially from those who are new to perfumery. And that is, is this the correct ingredient for my fragrance? So this might seem like a straightforward question, but it does open up a much broader discussion about the concept of correctness in perfumery. It's crucial to understand that in the realm of fragrance creation, the idea of a universally correct choice is a bit more of a myth than a reality. And I think that this often stems from our past educational experiences where we're accustomed to a really clear right or wrong answer. But in the world of perfume, the lines are really blurred and the answer is not black or white. In perfumery, apart from adhering to things like safety regulations um, like ensuring the correct level of a restricted material, there's rarely a single correct answer. Perfume making is where creativity meets science and flexibility, personal interpretation and intuition all play significant roles. So approach your perfume creation with an open mind. While certain combinations might be more common traditionally accepted or harmonious, the beauty of perfumery really lies in experimentation and personal expression. So whether when you're deciding whether a set of materials is correct for your fragrance, remember that you are the artist. Trust your nose and your creative choices will shape the uniqueness of the scent that you're creating. So let's move on from the quest for the correct answer in perfumery. And instead, let's focus on understanding the guidelines like safety and stability and let your creativity guide the rest. So really embrace the freedom that perfumery offers and you'll find that your journey in fragrance creation becomes so much more rewarding than just trying to add things up and tick the right boxes. 
So before we delve in further, um, I just want to recap on a fundamental aspect of perfumery that does have clear guidelines, and that is the safety and compliance aspect. So when creating a fragrance, the foremost priority above making a beautiful scent must always be ensuring that it meets the safety standards and regulations. And this is particularly crucial for those of you who are selling perfumes. But even if you are just creating fragrances for personal use, understanding these regulations is really important. They're there for a reason and for your own protection. And this is an area where there are definitive right and wrong answers. So they are dictated by health and safety bodies like the FDA, the EU, and also the overarching self-regulating body of the fragrance industry, which is IFRA. And understanding and adhering to these regulations isn't just a matter of legal compliance, but it's also about the responsibility that we hold as perfumers and fragrance educators to um, both create products that are safe for consumers and also guide students and new perfume makers through the sometimes complex myriad of rules and regs. So this includes being aware of the correct levels of restricted materials in various product bases. So whether it's It's for a face cream, a candle or a traditional alcohol based perfume. And navigating these regulations can sometimes feel overwhelming, especially for newcomers in the field. But it is really a crucial part of the learning curve in becoming a proficient perfumer. So if you haven't listened to my previous episode on safety regulations, I do really encourage you to do that. Um, familiarising yourself with those guidelines. It's not just about following the rules, but it is really a foundational aspect of professional perfume making. So in essence, while the artistic side of perfumery really does allow for a broad range of experimentation, the safety aspect is definitely a non-negotiable. So as creators of scents that people wear and interact with on a daily basis, we do hold that responsibility to ensure that every product is not just as aesthetically pleasing, but it's also safe and compliant with the relevant standards of whatever country you are in. So if you haven't listened to that and you are looking at creating fragrances to sell, go back and listen to that episode. But that really is where there is a definite right and wrong in perfumery, but everything else is very, very nuanced. So let's delve into some of those nuances of perfume material selection. So a common question that I get is about whether certain ingredients should or shouldn't be included in a particular fragrance formulation. So this comes up a lot in people sending me emails. It also comes up in my Artisan Perfumery Mastermind group. And this is a bit of a complex area because the suitability of a material for a particular fragrance really does depend on a variety of factors. So it includes the other components in the formulation. So the other materials that you're using, it also includes the base of the product you're creating. And it's really vital to acknowledge that every single material brings its own characteristics and it reacts differently when combined with others. So there is so many, so much variation and there are so many variables. It's really difficult to say whether something is right 
or wrong without context. So some materials might work harmoniously in an alcohol base, for example, but they could present stability issues if you are making that perfume for a cream or an oil base. And this is where the practical aspect of perfume making is really important and understanding how different materials interact, not just with each other, but also with different bases. And this is really key to um, successful fragrance formulation. The overall composition of your fragrance matters. An ingredient that might seem out of place in one formulation might fit perfectly into another. And this decision-making process is not always straightforward. And it really does require a really deep understanding of materials, their properties, and how they harmonize in a variety of different fragrance formulations and contexts. So when selecting materials for your fragrance, it's not just about individual preferences or theoretical knowledge. It's about considering the entire composition, the interactions of ingredients, and the practical implications also of your chosen base. Now, this understanding comes from both study and also hands-on experience, blending theory with practice in your perfumery journey. So in perfumery, each ingredient tells a story. It contributes a note and it plays a role. And so understanding this kind of symphony, if you like, of sense is what makes a perfumer not just a creator, but an artist. Your choices in materials are like the brush strokes in a painting, if you like. Each one contributes to the final masterpiece. And the journey of understanding and selecting materials is just really as rich and as varied as the scents themselves. And it is a journey that means that you have to have patience, curiosity, and also a willingness to experiment and learn practically as well as just theoretically. Evaluating fragrance formulations is a really critical skill for any perfume maker. And this process involves more than just determining if a scent is pleasant. It's also about assessing the fragrance against a set of criteria. So we've said before, is it safe? Also, does it perform well? And does it remain stable in its chosen base? Does it align with the brief or the intended story of the fragrance? And obviously, safety, as I mentioned before, is paramount. So this involves ensuring that the levels of materials are within safe limits. And it's not just a box to tick. It's about ensuring the fragrance is responsible and respectful to the end user. Also, there's the sustainability um, conversation that is going to be coming in over the coming years. So there are lots of different things to, to juggle when you are evaluating um, a fragrance that you've created and whether it's actually good or bad or working in your um, fragrance formulation or whether it fits the brief. There are so many things to take into consideration. Performance and stability are equally critical. So a fragrance must not only smell appealing, but it's also got to perform consistently too. So whether it is a lotion, a candle, a perfume oil, a shower gel or a face cream, the fragrance needs to maintain its integrity and character in that specific medium and while it's in use by the end user, the customer, if you like, or even if it's just you making it for yourself. And alignment with the brief 
obviously, is also what is going to set a great fragrance apart. This is about understanding the vision or the goal of the fragrance. I've talked about this in previous episodes. What is it trying to convey? Who is the audience? Does it evoke the desired emotions or reactions? And this is where the artistry of perfumery shines. It's not just about creating a scent, but crafting an experience that fulfills a specific purpose in a product or tells that unique story. And evaluating a fragrance goes beyond just scent preferences. It's really a comprehensive assessment. So safety, performance, stability, and alignment with the brief. And mastering this criteria is essential for any perfumer aiming to not just create a good fragrance, but an exceptional and a memorable one. Now, each fragrance you create is going to be a step forward in your journey as a perfumer. And that journey is marked by continuous learning, experimenting and refining. So an integral part of becoming a skilled perfumer is the ability to self-evaluate your creations. Now, this is a skill that I constantly encourage, especially for students and emerging perfumers. My goal is to, as a teacher, is to empower you to assess your own fragrances effectively without over-relying on external validation or opinions. Self-evaluation in perfumery is not just about liking the scent that you've created. It's about critically analysing how well your fragrance aligns with the criteria that we have discussed before in this episode. So safety, performance, stability and how it closely adheres to the brief. And developing this skill really starts with a solid foundation in the theoretical aspects of perfumery, such as understanding your materials how to formulate safety guidelines, but it doesn't stop there. The real growth really, really happens when you apply this knowledge in a practical setting. So when you blend, when you test, when you refine your creations based on both your intuition and your technical understanding. So to effectively self-evaluate, it's important also to remain open to learning and improvement. And perfumery is an evolving art. So what worked yesterday might not be the best approach today. And what worked for this one particular project might not work for the next one. So be willing to experiment, be willing to make mistakes and learn from them. Each fragrance you create is going to be a step forward in that journey. And in essence, self-evaluation is such a powerful tool in your perfumery toolkit. It helps you to cultivate a deeper understanding of your craft and encourages independence and does enhance your ability to create fragrances that are not only beautiful, but also technically sound and market ready too. So in our journey through the world of perfumery, it's essential to recognise the distinct roles of both theory and practice. So while theoretical knowledge forms the backbone of understanding, it's through practice that this knowledge comes to life. Theory in perfumery encompasses a wide range of topics such as studying individual materials and learning their properties, understanding fragrance families, different composition techniques. It's about learning ratios and percentages 
um, safety regs, how to create accords, how to dilute materials, how to finish a fragrance and how to self-evaluate. And this theoretical grounding is vital because it provides you this framework on which you can build your practical skills. However, theory alone is not sufficient. Practice is where the true learning occurs. And it's one thing to know that certain materials blend well on paper, but it's another to actually mix them and blend them and observe the results. Practical experience allows you to understand the subtleties of scent, the nuances of how materials interact and the impact of different concentrations and ratios and combinations. Not only that, But the more you practice, the more confident you are going to become in your perfumery. The more you experiment and create with your own hands, the more you will develop a sense of what works and what doesn't. This hands-on experience is so invaluable because it's going to transform your theoretical knowledge into a real applied skill. And a mentor of mine Um, always says to know and not to do is not to know. And while theory provides this map, the practice is the journey. Both are indispensable to this craft of perfume making. So embracing both aspects will not only enhance your understanding, but it's also going to refine your skills as a perfumer, enabling you to create fragrances that are both innovative and technically proficient. So one of the most important aspects of perfume making is this experimentation. And this is a topic that frequently comes up in my mastermind group. And people often post questions like, oh, you know, will these materials go together or will this formulation work? And often those inquiries come with just a list of materials. And while I could simply answer yes or no, without context, that feedback is really limited. So what I recommend to all of my mastermind students, and this is what I'm going to be recommending to you here as well, and what I practice myself is to test it and see. Start by combining the materials on smelling strips. So I've covered this in in previous episodes. So if you dip a smelling strip on in an individual material, so one smelling strip per material, bring them together in a little fan, have a quick smell and see if they work in theory. Dilute your materials down to minimise wastage. So have a little trial set if you like. It doesn't have to be a lot, 10 ml bottles diluted to 10% to just experiment with and this will minimise your wastage. So use those to have a quick blend make notes, observe them over time. So don't just have a quick sniff and say, oh, that works or it doesn't. Leave them to sit for a bit, dip them, observe the smelling strips over time and see how those combinations evolve. I've talked about this in the episode on Accords. So if you haven't listened to that, go have a listen to that too. It's about being bold enough to test new ideas, but also about being meticulous in recording and analysing the results of your experiments. Each experiment, remember, whether it is a success or not, is a learning opportunity that contributes to your growth as a perfume maker. And when, if you ask me if a combination of materials will work, my answer is always going to be, it depends. Test it first and report back because I don't know the context of the brief that you have, you have created for yourself or the base that you're using. 
And also, this is how you learn the most powerful lessons. Often, we don't remember most of the information that people tell us. So even if you are watching a video in one of my courses, you know, a lot of the time people will ask me questions and they've already watched that in a video. But but it's really hard for us as humans to retain information that people just tell us or we watch on a video. But what we do remember is the results of the practical things that we do ourselves, whether they succeed or whether they fail. So it's a far more powerful way of learning than just me giving you the answer. So if you are in the mastermind and you're, or you've done one of my courses, go back and listen to and watch that video, but implement it as well. Practical experience will also develop your sensory skills. The more you work with different materials, the more refined your sense of smell is going to become. And you will start to pick up on those subtle kind of nuances, complexities that you might not have noticed before. And this kind of practical work teaches you problem solving skills. You're, you're going to encounter challenges along the way. So you will, no matter how experienced you are, you are going to encounter things like stability issues or achieving the right balance in a fragrance blend. And these challenges are going to require you to think critically, apply your knowledge and find creative solutions. So in summary, the transformation from being knowledgeable about perfumery to actively practicing is an essential journey from theory to mastery. And embracing hands-on experience really will equip you with the vital skills, the knowledge and the intuition necessary to really start creating both proficient and beautiful fragrances. So as always, I hope that helps and let, thank you so much for listening. Let me know if you have got any questions at all about anything that I've covered in this podcast. And also if you've got any thoughts or requests for future episodes, let me know um, podcast at karengilbert.co.uk or you can always just message me on social media. And if you do want help with the theoretical aspects of perfumery and some long-term guidance with the practical aspects, check out the Artisan Perfumery Mastermind. That is my year-long program. Also, if you have done a lot of theory before and you really want some hands-on practice and you would like my one-to-one help, um, do check out my studio classes as well, because if you can come to the studio here in the UK to one of my three-day or even one-day classes, that is going to really fast track your your practical application of perfumery. I will link the classes to the show notes. Depending on when you are listening to this, there might be a class coming up or there might be one later in the year. I do these several times a year. So I do recommend that if you are an in-person, hands-on learner, that really, really will fast track your practice. So Again, thanks for listening and I will see you next time.